This is the Bomb Brain. Hello and welcome back to the Bond Brain. I'm your host, Bud West. This episode's topic, something near and dear to my heart, and that is whiskey. In emulation of our favorite character, we see a lot of members of the Bond community posting on social media various whiskey drinks, bourbon, scotch, rye, and we certainly see the Bond character get into whiskey as a drink. I have even read that through the novels, and though I've read them multiple times, I never really sat down to count that Bond actually drinks whiskey more than anything else. I'm not totally sure if that's true, but if somebody put it out there, I'm sure that they probably took the time to count. Now, I'll get into Bond brands and stuff like that later, and I have a special guest coming on board here in a few minutes who's going to help me with that. But, as with all topics, I like to do some research into them ahead of time, and I wanted to see what all of this whiskey that I'm drinking, not that I'm drinking that much, but all of this whiskey that I'm drinking, is it good for me? Is it bad for me? Is it one of those good in smaller quantities? Now, obviously, as adults drinking alcoholic beverages, we know don't overdo it. I was kind of surprised to find that there are a host of benefits to drinking whiskey in small amount. One of them was, and it never really occurred to me, was weight loss. Uh, There are far less calories in a glass of whiskey, about 64, 65 calories, than there are in, obviously, a, a glass of beer or a bottle of beer. I was a big beer drinker before, and about 10 years ago, I began supplementing the beer with whiskey. And instead of having a beer, I would have two or three fingers of whiskey, either straight up or on the rocks. Now, for me, it wasn't the calories. It was I basically am getting older and got tired of going to the bathroom all the time. So apparently I did lower my caloric intake without even realizing it. One of the other things that I was surprised to come across was that whiskey has been noted as a prevention for cancer. Now, I've read that wine can have that effect due to antioxidant. I was unaware that whiskey also contains a very powerful antioxidant and one of those that neutralizes free radicals in the human body. And I was also surprised to find that a single malt whiskey actually contains more of these than a glass of red wine. I also found that it has been noted as a prevention against strokes. Whiskey in and of itself apparently has blood thinning properties. And in several articles I came across, whiskey was credited with decreasing the chance that anyone would have a clot-induced stroke. Now, growing up, my grandfather was a whiskey drinker. My father was a beer drinker. But my grandfather drank Crown Royal exclusively. And as far as he was concerned, it was the cure for the common cold. It was the cure for any time you had the flu or you were sick. You'd take a shot of Crown Royal and you'd go to bed and sleep it off. And that was his attitude for it. And I was kind of surprised to find that it looks like my grandfather may have been, you know, on the right track here. Now, in one of the articles I read, whiskey has a lot of the same ingredients in it as taking NyQuil for a cold. It also can act as a decongestant by dilating your blood cells. And I do know one or two people who will mix 
various whiskeys with honey and lemon in an herbal tea, and they claim that it loosens mucus. And when I looked into that, it turns out that that is actually true. Now, one of the benefits that gets credited to whiskey and really all types of alcohol is that it's a stress destroyer. It allows you to relax due to the barbiturate effect of alcohol in and of itself. So no matter what you're drinking, whether it's whiskey or beer or wine, you're going to have a little bit of less stress in your life as you wind down at the end of the day. It's also said to lower the risk of dementia. And as I looked further into that, I came across something that I thought was pretty eye-opening. And I'm going to read you a quote right here from... An article that I read that said a study published by the National Center for Biotechnology Information concluded that drinking one to six drinks weekly could lower your risk of dementia over and above avoiding alcohol completely. Now, they didn't really single out whiskey in that particular case, but whiskey, wine, beer, they all fall into this category. Now, one of the other ways that I have personally used a glass of whiskey is to help with digestion. If I have a particularly large meal, maybe I I really enjoy the meal and eat just a little too much, I will have a small glass of whiskey after dinner, and that always has seemed to settle my stomach, and there's some science behind that. So if you're feeling stuffed, if you're feeling bloated, overwhelmed by a meal that you've just eaten, you know, have a small shot. Grab Grab the maker's marker or grab the Crown Royal and have a little bit of whiskey and it will more than likely settle your stomach. There's also some connection between whiskey and alcohol and the prevention of type 2 diabetes. Now, I know that people with diabetes are warned not to drink alcohol. Alcohol in and of itself can help your body regulate insulin. However, again, I I stress, doctors all stress that if you already have diabetes, you really do not want to be drinking alcohol. And heavy drinking has also been said to increase your risk of type 2 diabetes. So you really want to do it everything in moderation here as far as whiskey and diabetes. But if you have it, please follow your doctor's advice. I also know people that use whiskey to cure a sore throat. And I always thought that was kind of odd because you always equate alcohol with kind of sucking the water out of everything and drying it out. But there are people who will mix it with some warm water and some honey and use it as sort of an antiseptic and numbing agent for tonsils and a sore throat. And the honey actually will coat your throat. You don't want to be drinking it straight in that particular case. Another research study, I'm going to read you again because this one I love. A 2010 study released by the Research Society on Alcoholism found that middle-aged and older adult moderate drinkers had a lower overall mortality rate than heavy drinkers or even non-drinkers. So raise a glass of your favorite whiskey and enjoy a longer life. Now, ironically, the word whiskey actually means water of life. It comes from a Gallic phrase. And so, you know, I always wondered, how did they know? Now, I would be remiss in talking about whiskey in the context of James Bond without talking about different types and different brands and the movies and the book. And I like to reach out to people that have expertise that goes beyond my own. So for more on the topic of whiskey, in, and especially in the Bond films, I'm going to bring on board a special guest host, dressing like Bonds, Mr. Harris Thomas. How you doing, pal? 
Bud, how you doing, man? We're uh, we're in the yellow phase here in Pennsylvania. I don't I don't know what phase you guys are in in, in Delaware, but uh, we're we can go outside right now. Yeah, well, I'm I'm colorblind, so I don't know the colors. But um, no, we uh, we we Delaware is behind Maryland, but we are right on the Maryland line, so it's it's kind of nice we can jump into uh, jump into Maryland. Um, we had a nice anniversary dinner in a place called Chesapeake City, Maryland, which we go to a lot. And, and we actually only go there really for the outdoor dining. There's a really cool tiki bar down there. And Man, a tiki bar right now sounds amazing. Yeah. So it's that's generally the kind of dining we, we do down there. We probably spend a little too much money down there. But so um, I, I, I secretly, well, I guess it's not a secret anymore if I'm going to put it out there on the record, but I have been secretly driving to the Claymont, Delaware, Total Wine. Uh, <laughs> to uh, get uh, not only the the topic of conversation today, but all kinds of things, because and obviously in Pennsylvania, all the liquor stores have been closed uh, since the first you know coronavirus uh, quarantine happened back in March, and uh, you know it, when you're stuck at home for 90 days, you're gonna drink a whole lot more, and you go through it quick. So uh, yeah, our 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 uh, our liquor bill went yeah went up quite a bit. Um, and I, I went from smoking about one cigar a week to about one a day because I'm so bored. So, yeah, my, my cigar expenditures have kind of gone up. But uh, the lounge just reopened, so uh, I think I can get back to one a week. Yeah, I've getting up. I drink coffee from like 8 to 12. There might be a break from drinking liquid other than water till about, you know, 3. And then all of a sudden, you just you start to look at that whiskey. And That's it. Time table you know and you sit there and you go well i mean it is i mean it's vacation right uh, right you just you know you start drinking a lot more which is what i've been doing so um yeah man we're, we're talking whiskey today and james bond right uh, so let's talk uh let's talk first off let's talk some bond brands here yeah, yeah I mean, so I, I know you post a lot of pictures on on uh instagram and stuff you you are obviously a, a connoisseur of this stuff so uh, gotten into it. I mean, I, I think one of the best things about the the being at home a lot, it, you know, I've I've had to come up with other ways to get creative and to kind of pass time. And uh, you know, I've always liked good drinks. You know, ne- never been this crazy college kid running around just getting drunk. But it's always been I like I like nice drinks and complex drinks. And uh, sure, right. Anyone that knows me in the you know outside of uh, the internet, I'm a bit of a picky eater, and so food is not my thing. So for me to be able to be in the kitchen and making a drink and making a cocktail and like kind of trying things, that 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 really is for me fun. It's something that I don't get to do all the time, and so it, I've been able to kind of explore and, and, and dive into different you know old fashions and um, different recipes and whatnot and try things I've never done before. Um, and you know I'm trying to use Bond brands every time I do it because again that's my that's my lens that we all have in this this Bond fandom is looking at it through the eyes of James Bond and what he or Fleming might do. Right, that's uh, what what Donnie Waldron calls our, our disease. We all have that. Uh, we all have that disease. Yeah, I'm not a big one for mixed drinks, but I do tend to favor those that involve whiskey. So, right. So, you know, actually, uh, about I guess about four months ago, five months ago, uh, before we started all of this, this virus stuff, a buddy of mine around the corner and I started declaring every Friday was Manhattan Friday. He would, uh, he would mix up a pitcher of Manhattans and <laughs> we, we would about, about three or four o'clock, just like you said, right on that time period. And, 
and we would start. Now it's kind of expanded, but for some reason, you know, even though we're not always drinking Manhattans anymore, the, the name Manhattan Friday has always uh, has always kind of stuck with it. Oh, that's great. You might be doing Tito's and soda, but it's still Manhattan Friday. That's it. Right. Right. We, we don't live anywhere near New York. We're three hours away, but it's still Manhattan Friday. <laughs> so, so, but what, what are, I mean, when you think James Bond and you think whiskey, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Me, the, for, I don't know about you, but for me, I guess because of the latest films, say from Brosnan on, I think Scotch. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and particularly since it's, you know, been the last 12 years, 13 years, however long Craig has been involved, um, McAllen. Right. Right. It's almost like so. McAllen or nothing, right? I mean, it, it, I feel like that could be a, a new James Bond documentary. I mean, it, 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 it's kind of consumed the Bond world, you know? You're, you're getting your McAllens, and rightfully so. I mean, McAllen's such a great scotch. Um, so many different options. You know, there's an entry-level price point. There's, you know, that, their, their 12-year, I think, is probably the best 12-year out there. Um, and it doesn't break the bank considering what we're what we're going up against, you know, 50, 60 bucks for a really, really good scotch. Uh, I don't think you can beat that. No, you can't. Um, if you want it. Yeah, you can go a little pricier. You can hit the 18. That might cost you a couple hundred, I think. Um, 80 at least. Yeah. And the um, the 50 is they, uh, you know, as they waste a, uh, a shot of that in uh, Skyfall. Um, that that's pretty interesting because that stuff's about probably almost five thousand dollars a bottle. I think you want to cry. I mean, it really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I I think they only had two hundred bottles of that. Well, I, that that tells you they're better. That better have been a bottle with a fake label and some food coloring. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, incredible. But so uh, other than McAllen, right? I mean, we. For me, when I think of James Bond and I think of bourbon or whiskey or scotch, you know, being a big Ian Fleming fan, I always think of old granddad, uh, you know, that old uh, 40s and 50s uh, bourbon that, that Fleming used and pretty much and had, you know, Bond always used to have bourbon, no ice, you know, just like Live and Let Die when Roger Moore went in and, and, and the Filet of Soul ordered bourbon, no ice. I, I, I always think of old granddad because that's kind of that classic Fleming connection. Um, you know, old granddad today is still available. I don't think it's anything what it used to be, um, because it, you know it's probably a, a twelve dollar fifth today. Um, nothing, nothing fancy. Um, but you know, you've got other brands and whatnot. You know, but basically, I feel like all of the bourbon and the scotch, the whiskey, it really all started with Goldeneye, uh, with Judy Dench. You know, preferring preferring bourbon, Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels, yeah, I was. Um... You know, they, it was it was funny back then because, you know, you've got the expensive suits, the expensive cars. But Jack Daniels is is sort of what you call it. That's an everyday whiskey. It's right. it's a Crown Royal. It's a, you know, maybe a Jim Beam, which has also been in the films. Like 12 but months. it's right. Yeah. You're not going to you're not going to pay a lot for Jack Daniels. I've, I've certainly had my share of it. I use it more for mixing now than to drink it straight but um uh, yeah I, I can still think back to uh her pouring that glass and she's just sipping on just jack daniels black and i'm just i'm just thinking back to college and going whoo i mean that, that that'll make you want to slap your mom i mean that, <laughs> that, 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 ooh, ooh, i just have chills right now i mean that was my first uh, uh alcoholic uh, endeavor was jack daniels and uh, boy it leaves a bad taste in my mouth today 
Yeah, it's a tough one. And, and, and as you age, or at least as I have aged, you know, my, my tastes have changed considerably across all of the alcohols, beer, wine, you know, um, Jack Daniels, I, I loved it. I drank it. I thought it was great. But now I, I once you, it, it's, it's almost like once you start having better stuff, it kind of ruins the stuff you liked before a little bit, you know. What's interesting about Jack Daniels is uh, recently J.W. John Williams from James Bond Radio and Music of James Bond, he introduced me to the Jack Daniels single barrel, which is like they're a little bit of a step up, um, nicer. I'm gonna use the word nicer Jack Daniels, and I got a um, a little small, smaller sized bottle of it. And uh, quite frankly, you know, there is something about Jack Daniels and that nostalgia of like classic American. You know, um, there's something about it I think that that I like and can harken back to, and I think have a little bit higher quality, tastes better. Uh, at least with Jack Daniels, and it's kind of a nice, like like you said, like a mixer. Um, but also, if you wanted to like sip on it, it, it doesn't make you want to slap your mom as much, at least. Um, yeah, I mean nowadays, you know, it, it's just whiskey. It's, it's like the wine and the beer. I mean, look how many different Crown Royals there are, and you know, Jim Beam. I, I'll go out and buy Jim Beam Black. I won't necessarily buy you know regular Jim Beam. My my son prefers the regular stuff. I kind of like the black, but it seems like all of these distilleries now are really trying to span the range of you know low level low price to stuff that's a little better, a little more refined. So. Now, now moving on obviously I I always used to think of Talisker, right? Because of you know, the world is not enough and die another day with with Right. Have you had Talisker before? I have not had, I have, but I have not had that Talisker. When it comes to scotch, I, I really like the really, really peaty stuff. I mean, when you put your nose over the glass, it, it to me, I like when it smells like a campfire. Yeah. So, right, I like, say, the Johnny Walker Black, Double Black. So I've had the what's called the Talisker Storm, uh, which is uh, a big, used to be, they used to be very big advertisers in Cigar Aficionado. And the Storm, you could still get, it's about, 70 bucks maybe 75 bucks a bottle very 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 peaty but the regular talisker that we saw in the world is not enough to die another day uh, i've never actually had that one yeah i've only had the storm and i think i can't remember exactly because i'm thinking back because i've never actually bought a bottle of talisker i like the peaty i like feeling like i'm drinking a campfire um, right but I, I, I like it more when I'm in a <clears throat> setting outside my home if i'm in my home i don't really want to do that for some reason it's just maybe my weird, um, you know, things about me, but I, I, that's why I can like sip on McAllen at the house and enjoy that. Cause it is smoother, a little bit easier to go down, but I feel like I do better when I'm out eating, maybe smoking a cigar, talking with people to, to enjoy that campfireness, you know, smokiness. Um, I can't remember which then other than the Talisker storm that I had, but you're right. I mean, I, that storm is incredible. Uh, it, you really do feel like you're eating a fire and it's great if you like that sort of thing. And it sounds like you and I both really like it. Yeah, I like that sort of thing. I don't drink it uh, a lot at home um, either, and <laughs> mostly because my wife tells me that the PD scotch makes my breath awful. So <laughs> I tend don't want not... that in a marriage. Oh, <laughs> well, so right. Oh. She's she's. I give her enough reasons to give me a hard time. So yeah, I I generally just stay away from it uh for that reason um i will probably drink some johnny walker black tonight because she's not home but um i yeah i tend to stay away and she's a whiskey drinker too uh but 
but she won't. She doesn't really like the the smoky pedia. The, the, as far as scotch goes, the only thing I've ever been able to get her to uh, say she likes is is the Johnny Walker Red, which is more on the sweet side. Since you mentioned Johnny Walker, uh, hopefully it's not a spoiler to anybody. Uh, you know, there is an image out there of Daniel Craig that was released officially uh, in his Jamaican home. And underneath his arm, you can see a Johnny Walker Black label. Thoughts on James Bond drinking Johnny Walker Black in retirement? Doesn't sa- I mean, for me, it doesn't sound like that'd be the choice I'd be picking in retirement. But uh, maybe things are tight in Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, I don't. The black, I buy a lot of black. I like the double black, but I kind of like that that you see the Johnny Walker um, in, in the film. You don't. It actually shows up in a lot of TV shows. I mean, it was featured quite often in, for anyone that's ever watched Ray Donovan. Um, you, you saw a lot of Johnny Walker in that television series, and I guess because it's been around so long. Yeah, for some reason, I feel like it has a bad stigma. I mean, it's like the, to me, it's the, it's just the bread and butter scotch for, you know, 30, 35, 40 bucks, whatever the price is, depending on where you are. And it's consistent and it's good. And you have the double black. Oh, get the double black every time you have the chance. It's, it's incredible. Right. Um, right. I decided to see Bond drink something different. I still want McAllen in there, but it is nice to, to see there be some variety. Uh, and right. Something else to enjoy and drink i mean i keep a bottle sounds like just like you in the house at all times of johnny walker black yep i i keep that in the house i got a another bottle of 18 year old platinum johnny walker um it's funny if you said hey bond's gonna drink johnny walker i thought at the very least if that were me that it would be blue this is johnny walker blue it's very very smooth i've had a couple bottles of it over the years um it's you know it sits couple hundred bucks a bottle so it's it's not something you're going to buy all the time but i i would have thought they would have went at least if they were going to go johnny walker they would have went a little higher price since that's generally where they go with everything in bond going 1962 mccallum we might as well go blue right (laughs) if you went mccallum 50 which is about five thousand dollars a bottle johnny walker blue is relatively cheap yeah Right. But what what other brands, right? So bourbon, I mean, we can do bourbon whiskey or scotch. I mean, what's something else that you really enjoy that Bond hasn't delved into just yet that um, you'd like to see or just, you know, recommendations for, you know, anybody listening? Uh, For me, you know, I like, even though I've never had it, um, I like when he sticks to brands that are, you know, part of that particular area. Like when he's in Jamaica, if he's going to have a beer, I don't want to see a Heineken in his hand. I want to see a red stripe. So, you know, if you have whiskeys that are, you know, common from certain areas. So if he was in Canada, I, you know, I would say Crown Royal. And, and there's certainly some higher end Crown Royals out there that, again, nowhere near the level of a McAllen 50, but there's plenty of them out there that they can go with. Um, now, the one that has always intrigued me and I've never had is the Suntory whiskey. I'm not even sure where to get that. <laughs> uh, you know, I, the, again, if I remember correctly, that is, that's the one that Connery had when he was in uh, Japan and you only lived twice. Um, yeah, it's I, in, yeah, it's I, in the novel also, yeah. yeah I've yeah. seen the bottle. Um, I don't 
think it's the same as it is then as it is today. Okay. Uh, and I, I don't know. I've never, I guess when I'm at a sushi place with my Laura, I'm getting sake. I just, I don't know. Japanese whiskey doesn't appeal to me because I feel like you're supposed to drink sake. Um, but, you know, it's, that's me and my weird food palate. Don't. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty widespread. Uh, I have a buddy of mine. He's, he's lived in uh, he's lived in Tokyo for about a decade and a half now, and uh, whiskey is very common over there. He said, as a matter of fact, he'll go to a baseball game and just like we have beer vendors walking around, they have whiskey vendors. That's the baseball so, game I'd like to go to. Right. That's what I said. I said, man, I, I wouldn't have said, I never, I never thought that I would say the words, we're, we're not doing it right. Baseball <laughs> in Japan is doing it a little better in that case. Going to a Yankees-Orioles game, and, and, you know, you've got McAllen, you've got Johnny Walker, you've got Balvin. I mean, just, can you imagine having these little, little uh, stores, little concession stands? You go get your right. McAllen 12 on the rocks. Right. Yeah, little yeah. We 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 don't quite get that at the ball game, but um, now, what would you like to see in a in a Bond film? No, I I really, ever since Kingsman, um, you know, Kingsman: The Golden Circle, they they came out right. with a branded Old Forester Statesman bottle of bourbon, um, and I then discovered the brand Old Forester throughout that, which you know is a you know a Kentucky. Ducky bourbon, um, and they make a wide range, and they do so many different cool variations. Like right now, they've got um, their bottled, bottled and bond, which is kind of like their extra aged whiskey, right. a old fine whiskey uh, without an e, just a y, which is like the prohibition style. Um, I, I really enjoy brands that that do something different than just here's Old Forester 101 or something. Uh, right. That everyday bourbon. Um, you know, I really like that. Uh, Daniel Craig in the in the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo movie, he used a bottle called Craigenmore, which is uh, a space side. Okay. A bit more sm- a little, little smokier, different right. profile McAllen, but it, I wouldn't say it's as smoky as Talisker. Uh, I, no. I, I bought several bottles of that uh, from that movie, and and it is really good. It's hard to find. Uh, I don't get it at you know here in Pennsylvania. Um, I haven't seen it at the Total Wine and. Claymont yet, but you know we're always on the lookout. Um, it's a really good bottle. I think it's priced at probably around that that fifty sixty range of Macallan. Um, very very good. Uh, probably one of the best things that I've come across in the entire COVID situation is uh, I've been watching Alessandro's videos from Duke's London. He does a a daily cocktail video, uh, which is incredible. And he introduced me to this like small brand called Exceptional Whiskey literally called exceptional whiskey and it's it's this american um father and son who make i mean it's very i'm gonna be honest it it is a very pricey um bottle but basically he has three different versions and he has a it's called the exceptional malt so malt whiskey and it's he basically takes a 30-year Macallan and he mixes it with five other high-end scotch brands and makes a makes a bottle out of it. Wow! And and I found a and I can send you. Let me. I, I found a a local vendor in San Francisco that was selling it, and they were they were running a fifty off sale uh, to you know increase business throughout the coronavirus. And you know I was able to pick up 
no problem saying this out loud. I mean, a $120 bottle for, for 60 bucks. Uh, and for me, it was worth trying it. I mean, it's certainly going to be a, a, a celebratory drink bottle, not, not one I'm pulling every night. But um, I, I used it, and I made an old-fashioned out of it based on what Alessandro did. And it was a smoky, smoky old-fashioned. And I wow. think you would love it. Um, and one thing I'm trying tonight, and this is June 11th, so whenever this goes out, people will hear it. They might even <laughs> see a picture. Might see a picture. Um, I got some of those wood planks that you can light and then put your glass over top, and it fills the glass up with smoke. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm going to try to make a smoky old-fashioned tonight with uh, some old Forester. So I'm huh. pretty excited. Yeah, take some video of that. I'd be uh, curious creative. to see that. Creative. Got to, right? Got to find something. Right. Yeah. Um, trying to think, like, uh, we really, you know, there really, I'm trying to think, there really isn't any other brands, I feel like, that have been throughout, you know, the, the history of Bond. I mean, because, you know, Bond, you know, for the most part is a, is a martini drinker, is vodka, is gin. Um, you know, obviously, Live and Let Die, we have Sazerac, so we've got a little bit of, you know, bourbon there. But I think we pretty much covered, I think, every, every main bourbon brand in the film series. Yeah, as as far as Bond uh, himself, he does. It seems to me, and and this could just be my perception, that he drinks more whiskey throughout the books. And I, I think the thing with the books, and you you don't see a lot of different brands, is I don't think a lot of people realize like how much the whiskey industry has grown, and how many different brands and types that there really are these days. And you know, you look at some of these whiskeys and some of these prices and i mean it's it's tough i i was literally in central new jersey in a cigar lounge talking to two guys young guy had just bought a a new truck for fifteen thousand dollars and the older gentleman had just bought a bottle of scotch for fifteen thousand dollars so i mean like the price yeah there's a priority difference he wasn't drinking it though. It was uh, it was an investment thing. He said he would buy them. He sits on them for two years. He sells them, and he'll make anywhere from two to five thousand dollars off of a bottle. So, it it really was more of an investment uh, type of thing. But the prices, and I always wondered how the prices get to where they're at. Yeah, it's something I don't know. I have a friend that that does a little bit of that with McAllen. McAllen once a year comes out with. McAllen number one, McAllen number two, and they're on number five this year. And he has bought the bottle every time they do it. And, you know, I wouldn't say the bottles are crazy expensive in comparison. They're probably three, four hundred dollar bottles. They're like, you know, they're they're kind of special edition once a year. Right. Ten years from now, when they're not doing that anymore and you have all 12 anniversary edition McAllen bottles, what's that going to be worth in 10 years? I mean, that, that, that's, and that's what he's banking on, obviously. Yeah. I mean, you know, it just, it really depends on the popularity. And when, when once it's out of the cask, it doesn't age any longer. So that, you know, the aging is gone. I mean, I have an unopened bottle of Crown Royal um, at a time when they used to put the date stamps on the bottles. And uh, I, I was given to me, uh, I had an uncle pass away decades ago. And my aunt decided to clean out her liquor cabinet maybe five years ago. And so she gives me this bottle of Crown Royal from 1963, completely unopened. And it's worth about 100 bucks. I mean, there's, 
there's not a whole lot to it now because it was, but still, it's probably ten times the price it was when it was purchased. And it, so if he, if he, yeah, I mean, out, right? If you went out and bought one of that, if you bought the same bottle today and you smoked a cigar tonight and opened up both, you got to be able to taste a difference, right? You just have to be. Well, I mean, a lot of the flavor comes from the cask, and so. The difference that you would taste, from what I understand, if it's just sitting in the bottle, is probably just differences in now because Crown Royal is a blended whiskey. It, it's probably not going to taste any different than the day it was bottled, though it may taste different than now, you know, for one. But even ten times the value. I mean, even if your buddy hangs onto these bottles for ten years, and he's three hundred bucks is three thousand bucks if he can get ten times the value. It's still a pretty good. You know, yeah, pretty turnaround. I mean, a, there is a huge market out there for these collectors that are buying these these rare bottles that aren't made anymore. I don't know what they do with them, but it, it's there. It's out there. It's a huge market. It blows my mind. Right. Yeah. Mind. Well, and a lot of that also has to do with, you know, I've watched a few documentaries on this stuff, and and the average loss. Let's say you, you know, you go out there and you distill whiskey and you put it in these casks, you lose about five percent every year to evaporation. So, you know, look at something like a Macallan 50. They only cranked out 200 bottles of that, which means that they had to distill and cask probably 2,500 bottles worth to end up 50 years later with 200 bucks or 200 bottles. So, I mean, that the loss uh, over time, and not only that, but, I mean, any product you make, imagine making a product and it, and it, it sits on a shelf for 50 years. And, you, you know, you pay to maintain that shelf and that, that space. And so I can see how that could influence, you know, the price. We need to go in and make our own whiskey. <laughs> you know, there's more and more. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you've ever had dogfish head beer. It's very common in Pennsylvania, Delaware, and New Jersey. They're now making whiskey. Oh, I, I, I recently found, um, just because I was walking and I saw a truck go by, couple blocks over from me there's a there's a vodka distillery stateside vodka it's it's literally five minutes from me and i went on a bottle you know it's like a tito's american style vodka and okay i have a bourbon and i haven't gotten it yet but i i need to go get it and it's like man i start a bourbon in my basement i mean you know the right I have i guess but you know it, it is what it is like we oh it, it's so it's so just intriguing to me uh never to sell anything never to make money on it but just to like you know, feel like I'm just creative. right. Just to experience it and see how it ages. Yeah, you you can these days buy, go buy uh, spirits that have just been distilled and put them in a cask and then maintain it and age it yourself. I mean, there's most states, you know, you can make beer, you can make wine, uh, but most states won't allow you to make whiskey without some type of permit or license. So I promise you when, when I'm coming down, uh, to take you up on your offer to, to hang out on the back. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to bring this exceptional malt and let you get a little swig of that. Yeah, absolutely. It, it really is peaty and smoky it, and it smells great. Uh, and you know, I think uh, as the world's opening up here, we'll be able to do that. Uh, probably in a matter of weeks at this point. Yeah, we should be able to do that soon, man. And, uh, now uh, another question for you. Have you ever had Blanton's? bourbon i 
have from the John Wick movies. That's when I got I got introduced to Blanton's, and of course, now they don't make it anymore. Very limited, and you know it's 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 astronomically expensive. Yeah, the price has has gone up, and the, yeah, you can get it. Yeah, you can get it down here. Um, it's it's still around, but the price has started to go up and go up. I wasn't aware, I wasn't aware they weren't wait, making it anymore. It, it's very limited, uh, very limited batches. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, fifty dollar bottle because I lived in Detroit at the time, and that was like my favorite. You know, very uh, you can just sip on it, very smooth bourbon, and. 50 bucks and now it's upwards of 100 past 100 right yeah it's very good for it's very high alcohol content actually it's uh and the first time i drank it i did not realize it was 96 proof and not 80 proof so that was a rough morning but um the uh very very good stuff very good stuff uh and there's one other have you ever had out of idaho uh something called high west i have uh they i believe they make a campfire whiskey Kim, you know? yep yes yep that's exactly what it is so good talk about talk about drinking a a, a fire i mean it is so smoky uh, right and, I love the, and, the, and the bottles are all retro it looks like i'm a cowboy you know yeah <laughs> yeah awesome. you almost want to you almost want to pull the cork out with your teeth right right, right. like uh, johnny depp you know <laughs> like where you know why is all the rum gone like just it, it just looks like those old school bottles it's great right that. it's just such a cool nostalgic factor now, how do you feel about rye? I'm not a rye guy. Okay. It's not me. I don't know. I, I've never really had too much of it. I, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not very well experienced in it to be able to really talk about it, other than the few times that I've had like a rye old fashioned or something like that. I don't know. I just okay. For I prefer regular. Right. Yeah, because it seems to. I don't drink a lot of it. Um, Crown Royal has a half decent rye, and High West. High West has something called a double rye, which is a very unique taste, but um, it seems to be making a comeback. It, it was a type of whiskey that was used extensively, uh, apparently during Prohibition. It kind of fell off the map and went away, but lately now you're starting to see more and more ryes hit the shelf, more and more distilleries get into making rye again, and I was always curious why the comeback. Yeah, it's interesting. I saw um, at Total Wine that you know, they have our own rye section. Right. You, you never saw that. Ten years ago, there was no rye section in the whiskey aisle. It was just there together. I don't think any of those, you know, Blanton's or, or High West are, are really Bond-like. Um, I wouldn't associate any of them with 007. Uh, I'm not real big on, when, you know, 007 drinking Heineken beer. I think there's much better beers out there. But now, how about the Irish whiskeys? Do you, do you get into those? I can do Jameson. I can do Jameson all day long. I mean, Jameson on the Rocks used to be my go-to in college. Uh, once I was of legal drinking age, uh, Jameson on the Rocks was, was where I went. And shout out to Ray uh, at the Bond Armory. He'll be very proud right now of the fact that, that I said that. So Yeah, I, I drink a ton of Jameson. And they're upscale stuff. They actually put out another product called Middleton. Um, so if you like, yeah, if you like Jameson, Middleton's about 100 bucks a bottle. Um. You can, uh, the nice thing I like about Middleton is you can actually buy it by the case. So you, uh, you can buy a case of six bottles uh, for about 500 bucks. So it's 100 bucks a bottle, but if you want to buy a case, you know, you're just basically getting a bottle for free. Yeah, very, very 
very much like Jameson, very smooth comes out of their, their distilleries. Um, and then Jameson also has a couple, a couple whiskeys that they age in beer barrels, which are very good. Right. So they call those, uh, cask mates. And right. One of them is actually aged in, I believe it's a Guinness stout barrels. And so they're a little darker. Um, they have a little, little more burn to them, I think, but I kind of like that. And I was always kind of surprised that Brosnan, there wasn't an Irish whiskey in those, in those yeah, films. I, I'm shocked. I mean, the, if there was, that's the perfect time. If there was ever a time when Bond was going to drink Irish whiskey, you wouldn't second guess it if it's Brosnan doing it. Uh, it's a missed opportunity looking back on it. So, anything else? Any other whiskeys you can think of? You want to add into the end yeah, before I feel like we wrap up? I feel, like, I feel like what we did was we took everybody listening down down the bourbon and Scotch aisle. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. You know, uh, I'll leave you with this. Uh, I'm a big Matthew McConaughey fan, and he, you know, is the spokesman of Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey, and, I, yep. and you know, Wild Turkey also, I feel like, is that has a little bit of a stigma to it, right? A bad con- uh, connotation. Uh, Wild Turkey 101 is i think the hands down best everyday mix excellent bourbon yep make an old-fashioned out of it it's a smooth one and it's a smooth high proof you know blanton's is smooth but it blanton's has that kick to it um wild turkey has has a kick but it, there, there's a smoothness about it at least for my palate um that i love uh, wild turkey 101 old-fashioned it's incredible. You can get a bottle for 25 bucks, and, you know, who doesn't want a turkey on their uh, bourbon bottle? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that because it kind of walks the line. You can I, – I don't like to mix anything I, I spend 50 or 60 bucks or more on. Right. But I, I don't want something that just sits on the shelf that I'm only going to mix because it's right. not really that smooth. And the Wild Turkey 101 is a very good example of stock it. You can mix it. You can put it on the rocks. You can drink it straight. Uh, very versatile, I think. Very good bottle. See? So, well, yeah, absolutely. So, thanks. Thanks for this wa- wa- walk down the aisle, man. I'm glad you could get on board and, and come on and do this kind of stuff. I'm so glad uh, glad to get the invite. Appreciate you having me on. And uh, it's a pleasure. And uh, hopefully we'll get together here pretty soon and enjoy a cigar and, and some and good scotch. Absolutely, you got it, man. So, all right. So, um, for Harris Thomas, Jesse Ike Bond, Bud West, the Bond Brain, the Bond Brain will return. 